Welcome to Dr. Jeffrey Ross, Looking Good and Feeling Great podcast, live from Las Vegas, with his co-host, Daryl Craig Harris. Okay, our inaugural episode. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this. We've been talking about this for a, a while, you and I, uh, yeah. about uh, getting out there and really kind of introducing people to uh, Las Vegas, as you know, grew up here, to plastic surgery, to medicine in general, and to uh, all the other stuff that goes with it. How many years have you been practicing in Vegas? Uh, well, let's see. Um, uh, grew up here in Vegas and went away for forever for training, and then in, uh, came back here about 17 years now. You blink, oh, wow. blink your eyes in 17 years. Craziness. I know. It, you know, it's funny because when you're so busy, like I know you have a very busy uh, plastic surgery practice. What, it's, it's, um, what's the name of the practice? Yes. Yeah, so the name of the practice is Las Vegas Plastic Surgery, pretty original. Okay. Uh, actually, when I, very, <laughs> when I very first came back to town, we were uh, looking for that. What are we going to call it, et cetera, right. et cetera. And uh, I looked up at the, um, you know, the Secretary of State's office, and nobody had that. That. I'm like, okay, I'll yeah, take it's funny that because one you would think that, that would be the first thing that people one would, would grab. think, right? So yeah, no, we had all you know, uh, all sort of um, uh, different things that we were gonna you know call it, and um, you know, the, we we're gonna go with mountains, are we gonna go with the desert, are we gonna go with this, <laughs> right. are we gonna go with that, and uh, yeah, it turn it you know turns out then you have to you know watch you know all the little you know, um, uh, you know acronyms it could stand for and yeah. stuff, uh, and so we said, well, geez, you know, uh, we should probably have Las Vegas in it, and we should probably have plastic surgery in it because that's what we do and oh there it is so uh yeah. so that that was that of, of all the things we did wrong that one i think we did right so that's funny so you have a you actually we were just talking about that um you have an interesting life because your wife is also works for top rank right yes it's a there is never a dull moment around the ralph household <laughs> i will i will because you guys you, are both extremely busy i will tell you that yes and some it's <laughs> some nights when especially it's fight week uh my wife and i will you know see each other for maybe about 15 minutes and go how's your day great how's your day great right um did you eat yeah good all right, uh, yeah, turn off the light. You know, so yeah, we're done. So, you know, we talk for about 15 minutes, and, yeah. and that's that. Uh, and uh, so now we have a little one, too. And so, of course, that makes things much more interesting and exciting because mm. you never know, uh, you know, what's going to happen, uh, you know, on the schoolyard or, or what you got to what you got to right. do. So it's it's a it's it's a uh, wild ride, but it's a great ride. Did you? Um, so you actually, I mean, kind of obviously you have the, uh, the the surgery practice, but then so part of that situation is you sort of have morphed into being also known as the fight doctor here in Las Vegas. Well, actually nationally, really. Yes. Well, yeah, I've, I've been very blessed. Uh, I obviously with uh, uh, my wife, uh, Dina, we I've been going to uh, fights for a long time because yeah. uh, we, enjoy, we so did you enjoy the fights. Anyways, of right? Well, growing up in Las Vegas, of course, you enjoy the fights. Yeah. I mean, uh, back in the day and again, we moved to Las Vegas, my family and I uh, back in 77. And oh, wow. some of the best fights ever, of course, were here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had uh, you know, Hagler, you had Hearns, Holly. you had um, uh, Duran, uh, you had Sugar Ray. And most of them were out in the heat in the parking lot uh, over at Caesar's Palace and you know the, the four and there's many books on this and, and they will go ahead and tell stories much better than I ever can but those were the fights where everybody had two or three losses nobody cared because they were just such tremendous fights and yeah. and, and folks would go out into the world and um you would go to France or you would go to wherever and they say, where are you from? And, oh, Las Vegas. Oh, that's where the, the boxing, where the fights are from. Isn't that funny? And so we yeah. really were, um, uh, Madison Square Garden's the, the you know, mecca of boxing, sure, but right. we really became fight town. And, and, and it was all, it was all of Las Vegas. It was um, all of the glitz and all of the glamour and everybody came uh, mm -hmm. to go ahead and, and witness all of all of these things. And if you if you ask uh, Bob Aram or if you ask uh, Don King, so what were your favorite fights to do? And, and, mm -hmm. and they always 
always get asked this. Right. And um, I'm quoting Bob. I'm five minutes into this program. I'm already I'm quoting Bob. <laughs> well, he's a legendary guy. Well, no, he's got the best stories people, ever. So people who don't know who that is. Yeah, so so Bob Arum, I'm sorry. So yeah, so Bob Arum, legendary Hall of Fame uh, boxing promoter, has been at it 50-plus years. And wow. so when he's... Uh, and uh, and we can do a whole thing about yeah. Bob. Bob actually grew up in uh, New York, uh, went to NYU, uh, wound up going to um, uh, Harvard Law. Uh, and people, a lot of people don't know this, uh, Harvard Law School, worked for uh, Bobby Kennedy wow. uh, back in the day. And we'll, we'll get into how he got yeah. into boxing later. But but uh, but got into boxing and and never uh, never looked back. But if you ask him, he's what were your favorite fights? He says he says honestly, he says you know they're all great and they're all great for a certain reasons, right? I mean, Manny Pacquiao was great, or when he did Floyd Mayweather, there was great, or when uh, he would do an Ali, of course, that right. was tremendous. George For- Foreman was great, the big comeback. And, but he says the most fun fights were the ones at Caesars Palace. Right. Uh, and he says, whether, he says, and frankly, he says, whether I was doing them, or whether Don King was doing them, and those guys used to be bitter rivals. Uh, they used to get out of bed in the morning to try to better the other guy. And now, with a little bit of age on them both and everything else, um, uh, they're, uh, they're friends. How and, old is Bob? 88 now. Wow. And he yeah. wears 20, 30-year-old guys out. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he has a lot of energy, right? Oh, still, <laughs> still sharp, ton yeah. of energy, and he loves... What he loves is um, uh, the fights, of course, uh, but he also loves the press conferences, and he also loves uh, the weigh-ins because that's you know it, it, it's, yeah, it's it's the theater. Whole show, right? Oh, it's the yeah. show, and it's theater, and especially the questions and all that stuff. And you, and you never know what he's going to say next. So, uh, so that's another aspect of my life. Yeah, uh, in, that's uh, exci- I mean, that's exciting. I think a lot of people are they're they're curious about that, and also just the fact that obviously you're a plastic surgeon. People think yeah. of I think they think of the boxers, obviously. <laughs> getting hit to having to go through that. So you basically you're you're ringside for those, right? Yes, I I, I, I get to go to a lot of uh, fights, which yeah. is which is really nice. And uh, basically, how it works is is uh, of course, and people, a lot of people don't know this is the promoter kind of fronts everything. Uh, yeah. They they four wallet, I guess, as they say in the business. So they got to go ahead and put all the the, the money out. They rent and, the room. And, they right. put up all the promotions. They, they call the, right. they, 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 the whole thing, and uh, and then you hope people show up, right. uh, and um, or pay for pay per view or all that mm-hmm. stuff. So you know. Bit, risk reward etc so uh, but having said that yeah so I go to a bunch of the fights and the uh, here especially in Nevada they have the Nevada State Athletic Commission that does a great job uh, yeah. and they really do go out to protect the fighters um, because the fighters just want to fight you know, they'll yeah. fight they'll fight every week if they if, if you yeah. let them but uh, but the Athletic Commission really it goes ahead and makes sure they get physicals they Try make to sure that they their exactly yeah. so so those guys and there's uh, the uh, NSAC doctors and those are the ones you see ringside that are looking at cuts and all that stuff or looking to make sure that the uh, that the boxer can continue. Uh, so, and those guys are smart and they're specially trained and they're all licensed here in Las in Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so at the end of the fight, uh, those the guys will go. The physicians, um, uh, male and female, well, guys and gals, will both uh, will go back and look at the fighter, examine, make sure the fighter is okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if the fighter is not okay, or if there's a question or whatever, uh, they'll go ahead and send them over to the hospital, usually UMC here in Las Vegas. It's a right. trauma center, and uh, and I'm out. Now, if they um, went through a fight, but they don't need to go to the hospital, then they're done, they're out, and then I can step in and go, hi, would you like that, you know, cut fix? Right. And um, usually they say yes, and, mm-hmm. um, and and the fighters like it for a couple of reasons. This is, one is, is they want to get stitched up in the locker room so they can make the press conference, right. because yeah. the world's press is there. And people don't people don't think about that aspect, right? There is. The, the press is there, uh, one, and, and, they, and their hometown press, too. If you're a, Fili- a Filipino guy, you, right. you want to... You want to go 
ahead and have representation with your press. Okay. And you've so actually, we had talked about that before because uh -huh. we've known each other for for some time. Right. Um, so you've actually become friends with a lot of these fighters. Right? Yeah, they're all been terrific, terrific guys. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're all champions of the ring. They've all thankfully I've been very fortunate. They've all been really, really terrific, especially. Uh, especially with uh, with me, and um, so you want to you know sew them up so they can get to the, the press conference, etc. The other is a little bit of machismo. It's like, well, you see, I hit him so hard, I sent him to the hospital, right? So you know, uh, you know, you know yeah. there's that. So there's yeah. always that little aspect. But everybody, every fighter knows they're going to get hit, and every fighter yeah. knows they're going to get cut, and uh, it's part of it's. It's, it's, part of the game, it's, yeah. it's a tough way to make a living, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, they, they know that, and they also know that if they get hit again, there's a likelihood that they may. Um, get uh, opened again. So they like when a, a, a well-trained surgeon or a plastic surgeon will go ahead and close it in layers. And, and if you ask them, they like it because they think it's uh, less likely to open again, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, but they all go back in the ring and they all get hit there and you, you just hope that it doesn't reopen again. And they take pride. I mean, the thing is, too, is they also take pride in their appearance. Yeah, well, even, even though they, of course, they know they're going to get hit. But you know. Right. And that, I think, is, is now in this day and age after... Um, we have seen the success of professional athletes uh, being pitch men. You know, we mm -hmm. have Michael Jordan and his shoes. We have yeah, uh, yeah they're TV personalities, right? They they yeah. are, and so you get out there. And I think in boxing, uh, well, there was Muhammad Ali, of course. Right. He was he was the greatest at many things, but the greatest at that and promoting, et cetera, et cetera. And 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 uh, uh, Floyd, a great uh, promoter. Um, uh, the guys over at UMC do great jobs at promoting. Mm -hmm. McGregor is a terrific guy promoting himself, yeah. uh, and uh, and Fury, of course, is is terrific at it. So, right. so you have these guys, and then you have a, this other segment. Uh, you have your Oscar de, uh, de la Hoyas, who was he was a good looking guy, and mm -hmm. uh, and so now you're like, well, wait a minute. This is again years ago. You're like, well, wait a minute. How can we get more people interested in? Uh, fights and so yeah. what and you know, I'll brag on and my, they want and they also want the women interested. Right? Well, that, that's the thing is yeah. is the the next story I'm going to tell you and I'll brag on my wife a little bit here is she was working in uh, this is twenty something years ago my goodness um, uh, and she she must have been ten years old then okay so we'll you know we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. say that we'll just, right because she may be listening <laughs> well she at she home. she's yes, a, right. a lovely lady so well, thank you so yeah. uh, yes I, I'm a, a very blessed guy. Um, so uh, anyway, so she was working at Rogers Cowan in L.A., you know, these guys, the PR yeah. form, mm -hmm. right? And uh, she had uh, some of the, you know, she was doing Hollywood. She was right. doing and so um, she always kind of wanted to get into sports, and all of a sudden this guy, Oscar De La Hoya, comes up. And so uh, they take pictures of the fighters. They always do mm -hmm. and pose them and stuff. And so the photographer was looking at this and says, man, this is a good-looking kid. He says, he says, did you mind if I kind of shop these around a little bit? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll get whatever. You know, yeah. so they're shopping them around. Very long, long story short. Wounds up with a 16-page spread, and I think it was Harper's Bazaar. I'm wow. sure she'll correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Which is like for but, the boxing industry, it would, at well, the time, was a huge. Well, thing, the right? thing was is is but but you know Bob, God bless him, he didn't understand. He's like, what? I want Sports Illustrated, right, which is right. Harper's sure, Bazaar yeah. stuff. He's just well, thinking about the right typical, a 16-page yeah, spread right. in any though in Vogue or it was, course, it's it's was ridiculous, it's right? Global, yeah. And so what happened was is a lot of gals now started to oh well you know I'll watch him you right. know and he's my favorite Absolutely. boxer right yeah he was a good looking guy he was a good looking guy. Yeah. And uh, and so and he got that different demographic into the into the into the program. And then since that time, you go to uh, 
you go to fights, and uh, there's a, a lot of women represented there. And, right. and the one nice thing I like about boxing, uh, and I like sports in general, is everybody. It's a big tent. Everybody's welcome. Right. Okay. So you're, you're white, black, Hispanic, where you're from, rich, poor, doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're there, and uh, I think it's absolutely uh, tremendous. And, and now, now with Vegas, I mean, having obviously the Raiders just moved here. Sure. We have we have the. Um, the Golden Knights. Right. So now the sports is sort of exploding here in Vegas. Absolutely exploded. I mean, when we were growing up, there was, you know, Paradise Valley Little League. You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's about that. Uh, <laughs> right. And we, and of course, you know, the UNLV Rebels. Again, back in the 90s, uh, we were national champions, and uh, it was absolutely spectacular. And and when I was growing up, I, uh, I grew up here in, in Las Vegas, went to Chaparral High School back in the day, etc. And I got a job as outside uh, security. Oh, wow. uh, for my coach actually was the guy who was in charge of that. So, so I ran cross country and track and yeah, pole yeah. vaulted and craziness. But anyway, so uh, so I need money for gas and I need for the sure, prom, right? Prom, prom is coming up, and uh, and so uh, I was Coach Johnson and Coach Spencer back at the time. Uh, at the time, and uh, so we outside. So I was the guy that uh, had the flashlight that told you where you park your car. Okay, and <laughs> you were was, that guy. I was that guy uh, back <laughs> in funny. 1984. Uh, wow, I was okay. I was doing. I was that guy. They gave they, and the town was still pretty small. They then, gave right? you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there was three hundred thousand people in right. town. The Thomas Mac just opened up, and it was gorgeous. Wow. And we, we never saw anything uh, like it, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, um, so yeah. So I was, I was that guy, and so we were kind of really sort of part of all of that. Uh, and then, in fact, I got off early one night, and I, I snuck down uh, and saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar break the record. Uh, for points in the NBA. Because what some people don't remember is the Utah Jazz used to play half of their games here in Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, back in uh, in the 80s, 83, 84. So I actually uh, snuck down there and actually saw him. It was a sky... I don't know. He went down, skyhook, missed, came back, skyhook, hit it, place went bananas. Wow, yeah, I bet. But that was... And that was Vegas, is that there was something going to happen, it was going to happen. Yeah, you felt... Even when I moved moved here in 88, and even... I mean, I came from L.A., which is obviously right. busy place and lots going on but you could definitely you could when you come to Vegas even still you feel the energy there's an energy here that doesn't exist in many other places oh absolutely and it, it was always a can do uh, attitude when I when we were growing up it was like okay let's go ahead and hold world championship boxing in the parking lot over at Caesars yeah let's okay. make it happen right? yeah okay let's go ahead and do Formula One F1 uh, racing in the parking lot at Caesars <laughs> right, okay exactly. so let's do it okay we're in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the desert it's 120 degrees we're gonna go and put an ice rink out there yeah and we're going to have okay, let's do it. And you know, and then there was the that's Alan sort of the pioneer spirit, though. Of people that, that it was that, it was can you know? do. Let's do it. The numbers pencil out. Even if they don't, okay. Yeah, just so, make it work. Right, <laughs> just let's do it because the whole idea was is glitz and glamour and get folks into the casinos. And and back then there really was a lot of uh, glamour. Uh, in as much as people went upstairs, changed clothes, and went back uh, back down to go out to dinner mm-hmm. uh, or to go. Yeah, to you the dressed show. up, right? Right, you dressed up, and and women love that. Yeah. And as much as is. Is, is, they would have the furs, they would the jewelry, they right. all all that stuff, and uh, and they go see Sinatra, they go see oh, those guys, yeah, you or, see all these or guys, Tom Jones, Legend, all that stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. legends, you know, Ingeborg Humpeldink, all, yeah. all of those. And it's guys funny because when you live here, you sort of take that stuff for granted, right? right? But then you realize, like, actually, that's doesn't really exist anywhere else. No, and then and and, 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 <laughs> and I learned that sort of the hard way when I went back east to school because I went to a place outside of Boston. Uh, and, uh, you know, what do you mean I can't go grocery shopping at 4 in the morning? Exactly. You yes, know, and exactly. what do you mean the 7-Eleven is open from 7 to 11? Exactly. That's right. what funny. it was. So, so you have very, very different uh, mm-hmm. it, it, as far as as far as that goes. So, yeah. yeah. So do you think, um, so obviously 
Well, actually, one thing I was always curious about is um, how plastic surgeons thought about the the term plastic surgery. Sure, that, so, that's that's always kind of been a curiosity for me. Sure, we get that question all the time. Is is why do you why do you call it plastic surgery? Doc? Yeah. Well, actually, the root word is from plastikos, from the Greek meaning to shape or form. Oh, okay, uh, interesting. So, plastic surgery has actually been around for. About 2,500 years uh, before Jesus, before all of that. And we know this because it was a papyrus that went ahead and showed you how to do an operation. Really? Uh, yeah. So basically, so to shape or form, um, because people, because people had, had large noses back then, and uh, well, they had things true. that they wanted to fix. Right. And, well, the, the funny thing is, is yes, it, well, first of all, uh, of course, you know, cancers, uh, you cut them out, but now you have a hole, you had to go fix it. Right. Exactly. Um, or trauma, same sort of thing. You want to restore form and function, and that's yeah. really the what plastic surgeons uh, do. Yeah, because ultimately uh, you want people to feel better about them, their yes. appearance, their, their yes. look. Or... And and the funny thing is, is you talk about back in the day in uh, in uh, old um, uh, India, uh, what would happen was is um, you know biblical times uh, India is is if you were a thief, uh, they would go ahead and cut your nose off and throw you in jail and right. all that. So when your sentence was up, you would come out, but you still didn't have a nose. And <laughs> yeah. so people Which is said, awkward. Right, right, right. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, not the way to you know start a you know conversation. So. But th that was the thing is people knew you were a thief. Sure. Right? Right. So these guys said, well, like I did my time. I said, how do I get a nose back? And so basically there was a flap, a forehead flap that you that you base on one of the arteries in the forehead, and you and you flap it down, and basically. Basically, it fills that space in, so you look like uh, you have a nose. And so, so they were doing that then. They were doing that two thousand years ago. Wow, two thousand years. That's yeah. I'm sure and, basically and, nobody knows that. Well, yeah. There's there's that. Well, that's why I got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we watch out. You might even learn something. Right. No, probably not. That's not, we, won't, we won't advertise that. Oh come on. No, yeah, that that'll never happen. Um, <laughs> but the funny thing too is, is you got to watch out. And this is we're going tangents, but that's okay. Um, you got to watch out some guy uh, sometimes for people that take. Uh, how should I say this? That they go ahead and take um, procedures and then rename them or otherwise kind of claim them or twist them or whatever. Kind of put their own stamp. Well, case right. in case in point, uh, I was in Los Angeles. This is twenty something years ago. Okay, and uh, I was a, a fellow. I was doing hand and microsurgery. I was putting fingers back on all that stuff. Because you actually worked in emergency over the county. Right? So, oh yeah, yeah, I did trauma for forever. Right. Um, and so there was uh, it was KCAL nine, right? If anybody knows. Right, Los yep, Angeles, yep. and they have they always have these bumpers and stuff. And one of them was is uh, um, a new a new a surgical new plastic surgical procedure for the nose. I'm like, oh okay, well you got me. I'll you know check it out. Right. And it was a young guy, and he was out in the valley. I think he was, and he described. He says, well, uh, this uh, this patient has uh, something on the bridge uh, of his nose, and we're going to go ahead and take it off, and then we're going to do this really fancy new uh, medical uh, surgical procedure. Uh, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. And he and he called it whatever it was, whatever his name was, the Doctor Smith right, procedure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, and it was the procedure I just talked that to was you done 2, about, years ago. which was done two thousand <laughs> years ago. How so funny. he took a two thousand year wow. old procedure and claimed it as his own. He's like, nope, you'll notice. And I'm like, Wah. so How uh, funny. it was yeah, one of those things. So be yeah. careful, you know, when you're when you're out there, as is, and you really just have to look at stuff with a jaundiced eye. And there's always new procedures in plastic surgery. Yeah. In, as, in as much as I had a professor of mine, Gil, Gil uh, Gradinger, a great guy. And uh, he said, you know, Jeffrey, he says, um, he says, you know, if you get uh, bored in plastic surgery, 
you're not reading enough. Yeah. This is because there's always something new, and especially the reconstructive guys. And here in Las Vegas, we have really good plastic surgeons, both aesthetic mm-hmm. and also reconstruction. Yeah. The the folks uh, down at uh, UNLV, which is UMC, and there's some also because some guys. Also, yeah, because obviously there's yeah. a medical school. Right. right, and there's also some guys in the community, and they're doing great recon- reconstructive work. And they're really pushing the envelope of how small a vessel you can hook up, mm-hmm. and they're doing really, really tremendous stuff. And, yeah. and here in Las That's Vegas, exciting. it yeah. is exciting. And, yeah. and here in Las Vegas, people may not know, but we're the uh, fourth busiest trauma center in the United States. Interesting. And so they see a lot of volume uh, down yeah. there because our catchment area is so big from uh, half of Nevada to a part of Arizona to a part of Utah to a part of California. And they drive stuff in or fly stuff in. So all when you say catchment area. Uh, catchment area. So a big your big net. In other words, they kind of divvy up uh, the trauma system. Oh, okay. Kind of div- divvies up. Because they have people flying in helicopters. Who gets what. Well, yeah. So right. basically in here in Nevada, it's a Tonopah. It's kind of the north-south oh, okay. line. Right. So God forbid you're a, a, in an accident uh, just south of Tonopah. Which and is life. northern Nevada. Right. And, and, uh, right. and uh, home of the Mizpah Hotel. Uh, for you guys, if anybody's listening <laughs> Haunted, from, from Tonopah. we'll talk about that We'll later. get that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And so, so if you're a little bit south of that, uh, then you get airlifted to UMC. Oh, okay. uh, north of that, you get uh, uh, airlifted uh, to uh, Reno. Interesting. Uh, okay. up, uh, up there. So, uh, yeah. Um, so and that's the thing. In Nevada, we have all these little rural towns, and, and accidents happen there too, right? Of yes. Course. Oh, yeah. And some of the farming accidents or hunting accidents or, or mining accidents and stuff right. can, be, uh, can be devastating. Uh, yeah. But uh, both uh, cities have really good uh, trauma centers yeah. uh, up there in uh, – um, uh, Washoe County, uh, Renown, uh, is up there, and that's uh, that's a trauma center uh, up there as well. Do you guys, I, I mean, people have, I guess they would have it in their minds that all the doctors know each other, or plastic surgeons know each other. Is that sort of true? Or? It's it's funny. Um, but you have an association. Well, right? yes. So so a couple of things. You know, you don't know, you can't know every doctor right, you know, in the sure. United States and stuff. But but it's a small uh, community and and with the board certified plastic yeah. surgery, and folks. you reach a certain level and sort of people. Well, yeah, I mean, there's go, rock stars. Right, right? of course. Yeah. Like you, you go to you. Go Go to meetings and you see these guys on the dais, or you read their papers, or or that sort of thing, and that's why you go to meetings and such. Yeah. Um, medical journals, and medical journals, right? Who's writing the the the, the really cool papers and, mm-hmm. and what they're doing? So it's always a learning process. And as as again, Doctor Gradinger said, is is you always have to keep learning. And to yeah. me, learning's exciting. I went to school for a long, long time, obviously, but but there's always something new coming out. And the other thing is is to watch out for industry too, because industry will put something out there and tell you it's the best thing since sliced bread. Right. But you have to fall back on your scientific principles and say, okay, scientifically, does this really make sense? Uh, and then that, and again, I'm not an early adapter by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you want to make, sing, make and, sure right. things and, are And working. some other guys are, are much more aggressive, and, and they do great work and everything else. But that's just my personality. And you know, something else which seems very obvious, but obviously you are a doctor first, and then you specialize. So you went to regular medical school. Sure. Just, I mean, and again, it seems obvious, but a lot of people, for some reason, think, that, no, I went to plastic surgery school. Yes, right. So that, right yeah, <laughs> it's I took like, a, well, no, no, it's not. It's, yes, you're I, very, you're highly, highly trained. Yes, I drew a pancreas on one of the back of the uh, matchbook covers, <laughs> yeah. and they said, okay, you're in. So, no, it is basically, um, uh, the path is basically, you know, you, you work, you know, hard uh, uh, in high school, and you get in, you try to get into a, a good college. Then you work your tail off in college to go mm-hmm. ahead and meet the cut 
for medical school. And you're interning and, and you're doing all the stuff. after medical school, then uh, the first year of your residency, and that's where you really train in that particular specialty, mm-hmm. is called your intern year. Uh, and then you do your residency, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so how many years of actual college was, was it, does it t- basically take? Yeah. So basically, now everybody's a little bit different. That's a great question. So, yeah. uh, so a couple things is one is it's college is four years, fine. Sure. And then uh, four years of medical school, fine. And then the residency varies. Um, now here in Nevada, we have probably the toughest license to get. Okay, in as much as they demand three years of post, um, uh, post medical school training in whatever specialty and, and most general doctors are which is a good thing is very good thing yeah. uh, is internal medicine or family practice or, or the generalists but they have to be really really smart because they have to know a little about everything uh, yeah. emergency medicine uh, folks be well. very broad right so uh, so that's so that's what so that usually takes three four years post post that now surgery is usually between five and seven years because some places like mine make you do two years in the lab because they want you to be a chairman and they want you to write papers and all that sort wow. of thing. Yeah. Uh, neurosurgery, I think, is uh, seven. So my path is basically we did um, uh, four years of a medical school, of course, uh, four years of college. And then I did uh, seven years of general surgery. Uh, and so so that's it was in Philadelphia at the Medical College of Pennsylvania. Which is ha- a world class. So right. it, yeah. it, was, it was terrific. Looking back on things, uh, I was really blessed to get the yeah, training. Yeah, because you, you, in Philadelphia, you also have access to New York. We got, did. There's yes. so much So yeah, there, so yeah. we had citywide conferences, which were terrific because we had, uh, there, was, uh, there was us, but then we also had Penn, and then we also right. had uh, Jefferson. And Top doctors had, in the world, really. Uh, we had uh, Temple, and then, yeah, you're right, guys from Boston would come in, but guys yeah. from uh, New York, um, uh, New York and then Hopkins, obviously down south. Sure. So and so that it was really tremendous. And you, these guys that wrote the books are sitting there, lecturing right. you, and actually go up to them afterwards and just go, "Hey, X, Y, and Z." And so that that was terrific. And so so that was seven years. So we did trauma, we did hearts, we did uh, brain stuff. So we did all that stuff in general surgery. And the funny thing is, is in, you know, is the first year of surgery training is uh, is internship, and that they give you a little Whitman sampler of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So they give you a little bit of urology and neurosurgery, a lot of trauma. It was the 90s in Philly, and so there was lots of crack going on. So, so right. we did a lot of trauma and, uh, and plastics and, and urology. And so I actually said, wow, this plastic stuff is really kind of cool because I really like the way that these guys... Because it's creative, and it's also you're helping people, right? right? I, yeah. I like the way that these guys thought mm-hmm. in as much as really there's, there's really kind of one way to take out the gallbladder, and now we have different ways with laparoscopic or open open. Right. Right? But basically, uh, in plastic surgery, one of the questions you get all the time on rounds is, uh, give me five ways to close that wound. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, okay, well, I'll do A. Well, what if A doesn't work? Well, I'll do B. Nope, you already took out the blood supply. Darn it. So they re- and actually- And you got to do it real time. So it's they actually there, want yeah. you to think like a chess match. They yeah. actually want you to kind of, to, to go ahead and and, uh, and do that. And um, uh, again, in my plastic surgery training, and uh, I, I think it was Louis Argenta, I think uh, said this, is, um, uh, Dr. Lewis, he said, I don't want cooks, I want chefs. Right. Uh, yeah. And so we're like, oh, I want people not just to rote. Because you've got to be the CEO well, the, the <laughs> when is, you're there. Right. You and be, the thing yeah. is, too, is is if you're presented with a, um, a a cancer nose or a trauma nose, well, if you have an idea of what it's supposed to look like aesthetically, right. then that's your goal and you can kind of work on that. So so I, so I was fortunate enough, again, back to Philly, uh, I was fortunate enough to get into the plastic surgery lab or to, uh, laboratory, mm-hmm. and that was two years. And so now I started going to a lot of the national plastic surgery and regional meetings. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I did the old way. I did general surgery first, seven yeah. years. And then I did plastics at UCSF 
Okay. Which was tremendous. And some of the best guys, and I don't know how they made a mistake and let me in. But, uh, <laughs> but basically, no, it's this, it, it was, it, it, stuff wasn't in the books. Basically, right. it was like, okay, we're going to hook up this artery, this cutting artery. Edge, it's cutting edge. Right. And I'm like, because it can that, I guess it can work. Okay, we'll, mm. we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and we had a Dr. Harry Bunky, who, uh, the, the late uh, Dr. Harry Bunky, who invented microsurgery. Uh, wow. And, and he, was, he was one of our professors. Nicest guys you ever wanted to meet. Just absolutely tremendous. And these guys, and, and my uh, uh, chairman, uh, the late Stephen Mathis, who was who wrote all the books yeah. and, and did all the reconstructive work. Like and what, could, a, what a great and you, space to and be you in. Couldn't, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't beat these guys on rounds because you yeah. go ahead and you read up on things and you want to present it and you present your case and da 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 And then you say, oh, and I've read X, Y, and Z. And, so, and Dr. Bunky did this to me a couple times. And he's like, oh, that's very good, Jeff. He says, uh, he says, but you know, you know, uh, the author, you know, Dr. Cohen. Yeah, he says, well, yeah, well, when I was uh, when he was over at my house for dinner three months ago, I told him he wasn't the first one to write that up. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't beat this guy. That's right. Funny. I can't, you know, I'm not going to win. I can't. You know, I can't. It's, it's, it's you against the encyclopedia. Yeah, right. There's yeah, no exactly. chance. So, but then just going to the conferences, you predict yeah. you you you. Um, you give a case, and then you hear the commentary. And and even better was what we used to call um, uh, was was a journal club. And what you would do is, is you as the residents, we have this white journal, the uh, plastic or reconstructive journal, uh, surgery journal. Okay, and you would get assigned uh, a couple articles. Okay, and so then you would read all about it, and you read more articles about it, and you would present it. And so what they would do is they would get all the plastic surgeons in town. So you'd have the guys from UCSF, and then you guys we would have all the folks that were trained there, but trained other places, the community guys and guys from Oakland and got from and, and from uh, Palo Alto. So all those guys would come up, and then you would go to a nice dinner. Right, mm-hmm. which which a resident would never able be get to. Right, okay. yeah. in San Francisco, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, you get to hang out toys, with the, the senior guys. And the best thing was, is you would you we would present the paper, and then a couple guys would say, "Oh, I think this is the best thing since sliced bread," and the other guy says, "No, this is complete crap." And then you debate it, and right. then these these guys would debate it, and then they would very respectfully right. they would debate it, and they would go ahead and give you why, and they would say, "Go ahead and look this up." And that was absolutely tremendous. That and, was you learn, and you learn favorite. it's still a growing thing, oh, right? It's absolutely. still changing and morphing. And... Oh, things happen all the time. I was just at a, at a meeting, and they um, talk about reconstructive stuff. And they said, okay, well, reconstructive stuff, we're talking breast um, surgery. Sure. And uh, these uh, these women, and men, 1% men, uh, get their breasts taken off, and then you uh, try to reconstruct it. And so in the past, we would go ahead and, and put an expander in and then you'd slip an implant in after that or, or nowadays they're taking tissue from one part of the body and putting it in another part of the body right. and it, it's spectacular. Which is something that we, we actually were talking about the show TV show Botched right? and they, they talk a lot about right. that so, so people right. are becoming a lot more familiar. It's spectacular yeah. and and so now they're actually taking the implant and, and in one step after your, your cancer surgery, in one step they're putting this stuff called acellular dermal matrix on top uh, instead of muscle, we were always taught to put the implant under muscle, and so they're like, no, 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 you can leave it on top of the muscle, and then put this stuff on top of it, and it works just fine. Hmm. I was gobsmacked when I was sitting there with my chicken dinner at, at this <laughs> at this conference because yeah. that was that's that kind was of revolutionary, sacrilegious. Right? Yeah, okay, right. when I that was an automatic fail on your boards if you went ahead and came with it, and I'm like, 
I just I, I did I just hear that and right? these are the guys that are the and, senior guys well, and I and I went up there and I'm like are you serious? like no we've done 50 of these and they really work well so there's always something new in right. plastic surgery both in the reconstructive field where they're always pushing the envelope but even in the aesthetic field as well so I think um, we're actually almost at the end of this episode but let's that's actually a good subject to pick up on on our next episode talking about the procedures how those things are actually done sure um, what's maybe what's coming up new on the on the um, horizon for procedures and, and interesting ideas that you can uh, that you can use um, so I uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. I think it's really fun to be able to talk about. It's great with you because you have such a broad range of things that you're interested in, but then also your surgical background is fascinating. Well, thank you. you. Know? So uh, I think yeah, I think it's I love it. Uh, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, drives yeah. my you wife. have a passion. That's yes, yeah. drive my wife crazy because uh, <laughs> we, we we go to you know, charity stuff. Uh, sure. Charity. Yeah. And so someone will come up to you and say, "Oh, you know, what do you do?" And I'm a plastic. Oh, right. I know. <laughs> oh, my friend wanted to yeah. ask you. I've okay, that, the, that, I've got this. Bump that usually have. And yeah. so and then my wife's like, "Yeah, I'll be back in 20 minutes." <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, enough. But that's me. I mean, that's for the, for the reasons that we because I mean I've obviously I've visited your practice for different different things. But and then we're, we've been friends. But it's it's fascinating to uh, to, to see your passion. I, I think that's really infectious. Not to that's a weird term, but right. That's, that's <laughs> it. it works. It's all right. Roll with it. It's all but, right. yeah, it's all good. yeah, exactly. So, right. But um, cool. So um, please join us for our next episode. We're going to get more in talking about, like I said, maybe the new procedures and things that are common for you that you deal with in your practice. Spectacular. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So I think it's great. So this is a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, let's talk some more stuff. I think it'll be great. Awesome. See you guys next time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. For further information, please visit the podcast website link for Dr. Jeffrey Roth. See you next time.